Welcome to an incredibly special Lombardi's Legends podcast. Wags, who did we have on this week? Yeah, so we had our first Green Bay Packer on the pod, um, undrafted free agent Davis Copenhaver mm-hmm. out of Duke. Uh, tight end and what a great kid it was uh, I think you guys are going to love this interview so good um, very well spoken um, we he told us all about the process of of what it's like to uh, be an undrafted free agent why he chose the Packers over other teams um, and just kind of took us behind the scenes and, and Dane is just he's like a kid on Christmas morning. I'm I'm giddy I, I am I so happy I was so happy that we were able to make this work Uh, So excited for his journey here in the NFL and particularly with the Green Bay Packers. And I'll tell you what, in this position group, I think that he can really make a spot for himself. He sounds like somebody who will do anything to to help the team win. He talked about playing offense, talked about how much he played special teams even at Duke. And he's uh, tied for, or if not the leader in touchdown receptions in Duke history. And this kid was still playing special teams. That says so much about his character and about his commitment to winning. Yeah, I, he's a, a very well-spoken, smart kid. Um, we, we asked him a little bit about uh, kind of what his plans are, uh, what, what his path to trying to make the roster is, um, what his support system is, and um, what connections he has uh, around the league. Uh, and, and he just seems very well-grounded um, and uh, seems like he's ready to get after it and do everything he can to make the team. Yeah, so listen, if you are curious or interested about the inside look of what it's like to be a kid going undrafted, what that process looks like afterwards, what it's like coming into becoming a Green Bay Packer. This is the podcast for you. Yeah, um, and we're catching him right after a rookie um, uh, OTAs last weekend. He's in the process of, of getting his apartment squared away and moving. So he's got a lot of uh, balls up in the air right now. Um, so we really appreciate Davis taking the time to join us and and uh, um, just get getting in, into his mind a little bit at a point in, in his life and his career that um, it's just really fascinating to, to see what that's like behind the scenes. And um, so I think you're all going to really enjoy this episode. Um, So uh, sit back and enjoy. And thanks very much for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. in horseshoes and hand grenades There ain't no second place in Lambo It's a whole new game You either go big, go hard, or go on back home You got to feel it in your gut You better want it in your bones Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Today we are so excited to have Green Bay Packers tight end, Davis Copenhaver. Davis, how you doing, man? I'm good, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're better now. We're pretty pumped <laughs> to have you on the pod. Uh, with me here, of course, is Wags. Wags, how you feeling with having Davis on? It's great. It's great. So, Davis, um, I guess the first thing that we just wanted to know, um, 
is what's it like to be a Green Bay Packer, and what are your first impressions of Green Bay? Um, you know, it's kind of kind of surreal. Um, I guess I've been a Packer now for about two weeks, um, but it just it's it's amazing being a part of such a storied franchise um, and just kind of learning about all the all the tradition and in uh, history walls up at rookie mini camp last weekend. What made you decide to come to Green Bay over the other teams? I mean, and, and what's that look like? What's that scene look like? Because I, I can't—I imagine it's pretty hectic for you. Yeah. So um, my agent during the draft had me uh, kind of make like a top five uh, list of, of teams that I, that I wanted to go to or that were good fits for me. Uh, just knowing that I would have to make a quick decision at the end of the draft, and surprisingly, I didn't didn't hear a whole lot I personally didn't hear a whole lot from teams during the draft um I'm not sure how much my agent heard but uh but about five uh towards the end of the draft about five minutes left in the draft my agent called me and said uh you know you're a Green Bay Packer and um you know it was just and it was just awesome to get that call and you know kind of have that all come to a to a good end that's fantastic, Davis. And, and we're not expecting you to disclose any names of the other teams that you had on your list. But my sources say, and we're well sourced, that you had the choices between the, the Packers, the Bears, and, and the Vikings. And, and, and we think you made the right decision. So, uh, But, but in, in reality, so it, it sounds like you know, it is a very hectic process. But, but just digging a little bit further, Davis, uh, what were some of the criteria you had for, because it's so much different than, you know, being in a situation where you're drafted um, w- with those guys that get picked by a team, you don't have any say in that process. But, it, you know, it, did you have a pretty good idea that um, there were some teams that might be a good situation or a good fit for you? Yeah, so I guess as an undrafted free agent, like one of the main uh, things you look at is just the overall depth chart at your position and how much money uh, they kind of committed to to guys ahead of you. Um, so you know, with with a couple older guys and then uh, a couple younger guys, and kind of knowing that the Packers are going to take someone early, um, we we knew that that was going to be a good landing spot along with a couple other teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were they were always in the mix, and they and they uh, had a lot of interest in the in the pre-draft process. So you know, it just all kind of came together in the end. So the the big question then is, you know, I, we saw you guys had OTAs. How did that go? I mean, there's a new coaching staff in Green Bay. Uh, were, were there some nerves to shake off when you you walk into Green Bay for the first time, meeting some of these guys? Uh, absolutely, um, it's definitely you know nerve wracking walking into a NFL facility and and knowing that you're about to practice um, that day. But you know, at the end of the day, the hardest part was was learning. Um, you know, a new offense and a new playbook in, in about 24 hours. Um, but thankfully, uh, we've, had, we've had our iPads this whole week, so definitely been able to take it at a much slower pace and really, you know, dive into the, the deeper details. Um, but, yeah, just, you know, learning that new playbook and then going out and having to execute at a, at a high level was, was definitely the most challenging part and, and nerve-wracking part of, of the whole process. 
And Davis, what were your first impressions of, of the coaching staff? Certainly for, for all of you rookies, it's, it's, you're, you're new for everyone. So uh, everyone is, is going to get, be getting used to each other. So it's not like you're returning to the team and having a new coaching staff. But were there any um, personalities that really stood out on the coaching staff? And then what about some of uh, your fellow uh, uh, players on the team? Was, was there any big personalities that just captured the room that, that really stood out? Yeah, so I mean, coaching staff wise, the the tight end coach and I, you know, really, really gelled. Um, and then, you know, Coach LaForge just seemed like a really personable, personable coach and and willing to help in any way he could. Um, and then more on the player side, you know, Jason and I were were roommates kind of naturally through the throughout the couple of days, and and we kind of grew to become closer over uh, over the weekend. And then, um, you know, someone who was confident from from the beginning was, was Manny Wilkins. And he, he had a lot of uh, command of the huddle during, during Ricky minicamp, which was really impressive with, with all he had to learn on on his end. Um, And then, you know, everyone has their own little personality quirks and stuff. And I I think we're all just really getting ready to, to become closer as a, as a group over these next, you know, six weeks here in the summer. Now, how does it feel then, you know, you guys are going to be coming back together with some of the vets to know that, you know, you're going to be probably catching some passes from Aaron Rodgers pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the most surreal part of it. Um, you know, I've been thinking about that the last couple of weeks of, you know, lining up and, and looking back and seeing, you know, Aaron Rodgers about to throw me a pass. And all seems <laughs> very surreal and, you know, kind of uh, too good to be true right now. But uh, as you stated, uh, it's going to be my reality here pretty soon. So, you know, I'm just trying to make sure um, I got – everything taken care of on the playbook end. Cause you know, I don't want to go out there and waste, waste one of his reps. I don't think that would go over well. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, just trying to take advantage of, of every opportunity I, I get over these next, uh, you know, month and a half here. And, and, and even going a little further than that, what's your mindset now? You're going to be, as you mix in here, you're going to be in a position group with some pretty accomplished players. I, I think to Jimmy Graham and, and Mercedes Lewis, uh, will you be watching their reps too and trying to pick up uh, some of the uh, stuff that they do? Or how, how do you go into that knowing that you're going into a room with some guys that have done it in the league for a, quite a long time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's that's probably the most valuable part of, of going to Green Bay right now is learning from from guys like like Jimmy and Mercedes um, you know during during mini camp we would be watching tight end drills and uh, you know our coach would put up video of Jimmy or, or Mercedes going through a drill and it was just impressive to see how how hard they worked you know being I think what they're, they're 12 and 14 year vets respectively and they are still working like it's day one um, I think that's going to be awesome to be around um, while Jason and I are both learning uh, you know, how to be pros ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, I, I wanted to go back just to, um, to that um, uh, opportunity to catch passes from from Aaron, because you had the most career touchdowns by a tight end at Duke ever, which is uh, quite an accomplishment. So um, and that was with uh, Daniel Jones, who we saw was obviously a very accomplished quarterback and number six overall pick in the draft this year for the New York Giants. Um, so what what do you think uh, was the secret to building that great rapport uh, with Daniel? And, and how do you think you might be able to replicate that with the Packers? You know, I think that during my time at Duke, I uh, showed that I was, you know, good enough to be trusted upon in, in um, 
tough situations, you know, being a red zone target and, and kind of coming down with a lot of contested catches. And I think Daniel, um, over our three years playing together, he, he came to trust me when, when things, you know, weren't necessarily going the team's way. Um, and I think that that's just through repetition and, and, you know, just building a rapport on and off the field. And Daniel and I, I mean, to this there are good friends. And, um, I think that that helped us on the field for sure when it comes to, to trust in, in tough situations. Sure. Absolutely. And when I think about, um, the opportunity that you have, you know, certainly coming in as an undrafted free agent, but at the tight end position, I have to be honest with you, uh, Davis, um, you were one of the guys that I highlighted as an undrafted, uh, free agent signing that I thought we should really keep an eye on. Um, so, you know, it's very early in the process and I've, Obviously, you're going to work your butt off to do everything you can to make the team. But what is your mindset or what do you think is kind of your blueprint or your plan for how you could potentially make the final 53 man roster? You know, I, I think I think you said it there. I think it's just doing any, anything I can to, to help the team win. Um, I have, I guess, some experience in that. And, you know, being recruited to Duke, I was a relatively under under recruited um, high school prospect. And, you know, it's just from day one showing that you're trustworthy in, in all situations, whether that be special teams or, or offensively. Um, and you know, at my time at Duke, I played, um, I think three of the four big special teams. And, you know, it's just, um, it's just being able to be called on in, in any opportunity and, and having both the trust of, of your coaches and your teammates that you're going to get the job done. And I think that's, that's going to be the main thing as an undrafted free agent is I'm not going to get as many, opportunities during practice and it's just making the most of, of each one so then growing up uh, you're you're from california uh, originally here um, were there any players that you modeled your game after as a kid kind of coming up through the ranks yeah so um as i was being recruited early on my, my dream school was was stanford but um unfortunately i played basketball in high school and i never got to be you know, that 250 pound tight end that, that they wanted. Um, but just since, since he was at Stanford and since he's been in the league, Zach Ertz has been, um, you know, one of the, the main guys that, that I've looked at. Uh, he's just very fluid in and out, in and out of his routes. He's not, not the fastest guy, but, you know, he creates enough separation and he's clearly had a ton of success in, in his short time in the league. So, you know, all this coming together, what's a workout routine look like for you? Because, I mean, you've got to be in incredible shape to be battling day in and day out. So, uh, you know, what's that look like and what do you expect from the Green Bay Packers as you go into their training program? Um, you know, it's just trying to do functional things. Um, I worked out with uh, a fellow tight end uh, from Duke who, who he got picked up by the Chargers after the draft and we would do a lot of a lot of dumbbell work and uh, just trying to isolate muscles. And then uh, the the cardio side is is kind of the main the main um, you know highlight right now. And uh, that that usually looks like um, a lot of interval training with you know short bursts and then short rest, trying to trying to get your wind back because you know football is, is is a burst game. It's not not a sport like basketball or soccer where it's a lot of uh, long term endurance. It's it's more uh, how long you can go at a hundred percent level and then how quickly quickly you can recover. So it's a lot of a lot of interval training and um, you know, just trying to keep your heart rate up and during those weightlifting sessions. And is nutrition a big part of that too? Just what you're eating, putting in your body? Oh, absolutely. Um, and that, that was one thing about the Packers that was amazing was their cafeteria and their, their nutrition staff was incredible. Um, there was, you know, 
what we had was, was top notch and definitely helped us throughout uh, throughout that weekend. Davis, you know, just going back to you, you said when you were uh, coming up, you played basketball in high school. So that was one of the things that we wanted to know, just to give some of our, our fellow Packers fans a, a little bit of more background. Was it always football? Was that your always your number one love or, or did you or did you like basketball more when you were uh, kind of coming up at, at, as an athlete? Uh, I would say I liked probably basketball more growing up. Um, I was always one of the taller kids. And then, you know, unfortunately, I topped out at 6'4", and that's not <laughs> not too tall for basketball. And I was always, you know, one of the bigger players, so I didn't have too many guard skills. And um, growing up, football-wise, I played a lot of quarterback, and I wasn't, wasn't the best quarterback. And um, I wouldn't have that short-term memory, memory that you would need after, you know, throwing an interception or throwing an incomplete pass. Um, and then in high school, I happened to play wide receiver and um, everything, both my basketball uh, history and then, um, you know, just my love for football. It all kind of came together at with catching the ball and, and making plays that way. Was there one special moment or memory that really transformed um, kind of that you knew that was the direction that you wanted to go? Um, I don't know about one special one. I would guess, you know, maybe my sophomore year. Um, I think I was in basketball practice, actually, and um, a couple of college coaches came in and, and they were asking for me for, for football. And I was, I mean, I had no idea that I'd be recruited for, for football. I was at that time probably 6'4", 180 pounds. And, you know, they saw something in me that I necessarily didn't see on myself. And, um, you know, after that, it was, wasn't a whole lot of action from colleges, but it was enough to, you know, kind of see myself having a future in football. And, and that begs the question too, you know, you're, you're, I don't think it's too far. Duke Duke is a heck of a school, and um, we see that you you uh, you know it looks like you're working on a master's right now, if I'm not mistaken. You're um, you know multifaceted person. If not football, what the heck would you want to be doing? Um, that's a good question because you know I was with the NFL being uncertainty. I've had those thoughts myself yeah. of you know what I want to do, and I haven't come to a to a great answer. I would think that I want to stay in sports, um, you know, either in the a front office role or in, you know, a sports marketing firm, um, but definitely something centered around sports. Well, we think it's, uh, uh, you're going to have about 15 years before you have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Davis, I think, uh, you know, one of the other things, just kind of digging a little bit, um, uh, further uh, in in my series of questions of getting to know you a little bit better. What what are some of the primary interests and hobbies that you have uh, when you're off the field? Um, you know, so as you stated before, I'm from California. So, you know, being on any type of body of water, whether that be the beach or, or the lake, is probably my number one thing to do on an off day. Um, and other than that, you know, as I'm getting older, getting, getting into golf and, uh, you know, just trying to stay active and, in, in other ways than, than football. Um, I, I would say those are my, my main two right now. Um, other than that, you know, maybe just hanging out with, with my dogs and my family and my friends. I mean, nothing, nothing too crazy, but, um, yeah, just trying to enjoy, um, downtime as much as I can. What kind of dogs do you have? So, uh, my, my parents have a, have a true black lab. And then, uh, about two years ago, I got, I rescued a, a black lab, uh, Pitbull mix. Um, nice. So yeah, those are the two we have right now. 
And and you talk about your family. Uh, do you have a uh, who do you lean on? What's your support system look like? Because you're going through such an incredible time of change right now in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I got both my parents and then um, my older sister, and I um, mean they're, they're the best support system I can have. Um, my sister's my best friend, and uh, my parents are are great and have always been great, and they've made so many sacrifices for both my sister and myself. Um, and they, you know, they just want what's best for me. Uh, whether that be a, a long NFL career or, you know, whatever that next chapter may be. They just want me to be happy and they support me in, in whatever I do, which has been uh, the biggest blessing. Well, Davis, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, Jay Kumro is one of our favorites. And uh, he was an undrafted guy uh, from UW-Whitewater. He's a, uh, uh, go find him in the receiver room. Uh, he's uh, He would be a good guy to go seek out some advice from, I think, on the team. Um, and uh, he... he he was someone that got uh, specifically called out by by uh, number twelve uh, last season. I think uh, was a, not really the only reason, obviously, that he made the roster. He played and he earned his way onto the team. But mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. You know, you've got some, like you said, some great veterans uh, on the team. Um, but uh, who who some of the other mentors are uh, within the organization? Because it's a fine line, uh, getting that mentorship and also competing to make the team. Um, so, um, what what do you think is kind of the uh, a balance there? Are there any connections that you have on the team already? Yeah. Um, so, Lucas Patrick and I played together. He was um, he was at Duke for two years while I was there, um, and he was same same kind of role, undrafted guy, and you know he's managed to carve out. Um, a pretty pretty significant role within the Packers and uh, been able to get some some active time and um, he's just he's going to be a great resource for me. I only saw him for about two minutes uh, this last weekend, but you know I'm excited to get back up and uh, you know kind of pick his brain on the on the what I should be doing both on and off the field. So so I've got one for you. You, you say you're from California, and we know that. Are you ready for the Wisconsin winter? Um, you know, I've, I've heard about it. Uh, I don't know if I've ever, you know, really spent a whole lot of time in, in, in that kind of cold. I guess the, the coldest I've really spent a lot of time in, in is in North Carolina, and that's not anywhere near what, what uh, Green Bay <laughs> is going to be. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to, to uh, you know, experience new things, and that's definitely be something that uh, I won't forget anytime soon. <laughs> Well, I don't think Coach Lafleur will go to the extremes of practicing in the cold weather uh, the way Coach Lombardi might have been doing back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. uh, so you you touched on it earlier. The tradition of the Packers was definitely something that uh, was a, a lure. Uh, when you come in and join the organization, is that you know like any business, you have to go through these uh, boring orientation sessions, but. When you come into an NFL organization and they walk you through the history and kind of the orientation and what the organization's all about, can you tell us a little bit more about what that's like? Yeah, so I think something that um, all of us coming in were really um, intrigued by was the fact that it's, you know, a community-owned team and a publicly-owned team. And uh, they kind of stressed that since there is no owner, it's not, you know, profit-driven and, and all the money, you know, goes back into the facilities and into um, – you know, the stadium and, and everything that surrounds it. And um, I think that we could really see that throughout the weekend, both through the, you know, practice facilities and the training room and the cafeteria, um, you know, everything is just to the highest standard. And it's not like that everywhere in the NFL. And I think that we're really um, blessed to have that. And then I think we're going to get, 
you know, more into the, the deep history of, of the Packers and go through the Hall of Fame and stuff like that um, over these next couple weeks. Um, I think that's going to be one of the main emphasis for us as a as a rookie class well we're really excited we'll be coming up to camp and you know you, you there's nothing like camp uh, for the packers there's the the bikes where the players like yourself will ride the bikes with kids and it's really community driven we're both owners here that you're talking to um mm-hmm. so we're really excited to be cheering you on you're definitely uh, our favorite here on Lombardi's Legends now, and and we know that um, you know we're getting up against it on time. But I've got one last question for you on my end. Um, are you pro touchdown dance? Are you anti touchdown dance? Are you looking to do a Lambo leap? What's your thought process? Because you're a guy who knows how to score touchdowns. Yeah, so I don't know about about a dance, but and you know the Lambo leap is going to be have to is going to be something I have to you know, eye out before I, before I try it. I don't want to, you know, try to go up and, and get rejected. Um, but, uh, but for sure, I, I think the first, first thing I'm going to have to do is spike the ball. I think that's something I've wanted to do since I was, you know, seven or eight and just haven't been able to do it. But other than that, you know, I don't have anything planned or really thought out. Um, well, but I hope I have a bunch of those opportunities in the, in the future. So do we, absolutely. And, and you know, Jimmy can teach you to, to dunk it over the goalposts and then go do the yeah. Lambo leap. Former basketball player, I, hope, I mean, he's got to go and, and I, the, the, the problem is timing it right. I don't know, I, I don't know if, if, you've, if you've got the hops to, to do it or not, but, uh, but that might be the move, you know. Or then again, Jimmy might not like that if you're taking his corner. You'll have to feel him out yeah. on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Davis. It's so awesome for you to join us. This has really been a treat for us, and we can't wait to be uh, giving updates about your progress on the team here on the podcast. And just thanks so much, and don't be a stranger, and uh, go Pack Go. No problem. That was our interview with Davis Copenhaver. So thanks so much again for listening And um, if you haven't had a chance yet, please uh, uh, join us on Facebook at Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Like us on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you can subscribe. Um, Really appreciate all of you uh, for the support and feedback. And once again, Go Pack Go!